Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. It's the holiday season, and I'm sure some of you have decorations that you're putting out that you haven't used in a year. I also am sure that some of you have maybe had to search for that one decoration in a bin somewhere that takes you forever to find. I know that's been the case for me already this season. So this year, when you're putting your decorations away, you should use smart labels. You just buy a pack of smart labels QR code stickers on Amazon, slap one on the holiday decorations bin, and use the smart labels app to catalog each thing you put away. Then next year, when you are searching for that one thing, all you have to do is search in the Smart Labels app and it will tell you exactly where you put it. It's so easy and it will save you a ton of time. So get started. Go to Amazon and search for Smart Labels QR code stickers today. Hello, everyone. This is Felicia, and I'm going to start us off with a high, uh, face bomb, actually, and that is to crafts in general. <laughs> <laughs> They're so messy. I ju- we just moved, and we discovered all our crafts crafting supplies that we my kids haven't seen since before. We went to Florida, and within I swear to you, seven minutes, I came back into the room where they had discovered them and it looked like a monster ate Hobby Lobby and barfed it all inside our office. (laughs) It was psychotic. I'm like, you're not even making something. You're just opening every, like it was just pom poms and little shaky eyeballs and random birdseed. Where did birdseed come from? And like, (laughs) it was so crazy, but I feel like that's kind of how, crafts are especially with little kids I don't know I don't know about them (laughs) oh oh I hear you well that's a lot with how many kids you have too because I feel like when I do a craft quote unquote which doesn't happen often I actually mainly just do it with Emmett because for me with doing it with Will I'm like well Will's also just been at the age for me where it's like I don't he'll just want to eat the glue stick or you know what I mean like he doesn't really care so there's also that like I think I also haven't done it with Will just because I don't think he would have appreciate it other than like wanting to put it all in his mouth which then is just like not fun for me so anyway but like I only do it with the one kid because for me that's like my bandwidth like I'm like there's just like a lot that could happen and make a mess so for me but the thing is I know some moms that are like they do it you know every day or every week and they totally so that's the thing it's like for some people it really lights their fire but I'm kind of with you sometimes I'm like okay this is exciting for me and I have to like almost prep myself I don't know yeah and you're like you're doing it with them I don't even that's the key is I don't like crafts I'm not gonna do it (laughs) when it's done and it's like the popsicle stick snowflake who cares I'm just gonna want to throw it away (laughs) no I don't even want to do it so why like I feel like my (laughs) bandwidth is like Here's a piece of paper with some watercolor. That's like the level of crafts. Which is great. Really growing wild. You have some scissors. <laughs> so my poor kids are going to look back and be like, look at all the crafts that all the other kids made. 
definitely a Facebook. <laughs> that's hilarious. I love that. Um, which by the way, watercolor on paper, I think that's a great craft. So just so you know, I don't, you shouldn't downplay that. That's actually pretty, pretty awesome. Um, yeah, no, I, sometimes I like, we'll see things that my friends do and I'm like, gosh, that's so awesome. And yeah, but every, we all have different things that the thing is, this is the way I see it. If it fills your cup too, like if it's like doing it with your kids, fills your cup, then like by all means. And if what you're saying, like where it's like, this is not doing it for me, then your kids are not going to look back and regret anything. I think they're going to be just fine. But um, anyway, no. What they probably remember is how much you hated whatever activity it was and how (laughs) proud you were. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Um, Okay. That's hilarious. Okay. I, mine is also a face palm and that is this, but it's like hilarious. So my two-year-old I feel like two-year-old, man, they are just a hilarious age. Like, I feel like everything they do is way darling. Like, because they're kind of babies. Like, they look like babies still, but they're also big enough that they can, like, walk around and kind of talk and, like, do stuff. So it's, like, this really fun, like, meld of, like, they're still babies, but they're also, like, mm-hmm. these toddlers. I don't know. They're just really darling. And I feel like – so my two-year-old is funny because he – Anyway, there was just something really funny that happened recently that was like kind of a face palm. So I, I had done something. I think I had picked him up because I didn't want, I was trying to like get him to stop doing something, you know, like it was like he was doing something that I didn't want him to do. I can't remember what it was anymore. And I think we were going somewhere, you know, like I was like trying to, we were just trying to get in the car. So I like picked him up. He was not happy that I stopped him from doing, I don't even think he was actually doing anything wrong, but it was just time for us to go. So, but he was not happy about me picking him up and bringing him where we were going to go. And, um, and so like in his angst, like, you know, you could tell he was just like, no, I'm not happy. He like, I was wearing a coat and he like, kind of like grabs my coat and he goes, scratch. Like he like said, scratch. Like he said, scratch. And I was like, Oh, I was like, honey, that, like, even though it didn't hurt me, I was like, we got to be soft with mom. Like, I think I said something like that. And he goes, he like changes his face and he goes, Tickle, 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 tickle. Anyway, it was like so cute and so hilarious. It was like, I don't even know where you got that. Like, that just seems like it just came straight out of your brain. It was like, oh, yeah, you're right. I actually don't want to hurt you. Okay. Like, this is the way. But it was like, tickle, tickle. Anyway, it was so cute. And I like couldn't help but just laugh way harder because it was like, oh, man, you have these big emotions, you know, because I feel like a lot of times when he's upset with me, it's because I'm, you know, stopping him from doing something that he really wants to do. So it's just like hilarious because he's like, oh, man. I do love you so much. Like, even though I'm so bothered, like I'm so bugged, but I do love you. You know, it was just so darling. It was like so innocent and hilarious. And I guess when I'm saying that, I'm kind of saying it like it was a high five, but it was a FaceTime because it did start with the scratch, but then it ended with the tickle. So it was oh, good. That's, adorable. That's- he did a little replay. That's like a replay. How you do it at the end of the night where you're like, hey, let's redo that. He just did it. Redo it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was really cute. I love it. I might start doing that though, like not actually scratching people, but just like putting my head up and being like, scratch. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. The fact that he like narrated it was funny. Scratch. That's adorable. In fact, yeah. actually, that's a safe way if we're talking about healthy ways to express anger, not actually scratching somebody and just making a scratchy face and doing the <laughs> scratch. Not bad. Not just bad. Not bad. It's <laughs> adorable. Okay, I love it. My face palm is for my. Our last episode, I did a high five to teenagers, and today it's a face palm for teenagers for their late nights. My daughter, 
I am not kidding you guys. I'll be like, I'm kind of sleepy. I'm like, hey, do you have a ride home? She's like, yeah, I have a ride home. I'm like, okay, great. Awesome. Come wake me up. I always plan on being, because I'm a late night girl myself. So I've always been like, I can stay up late. I can definitely do that. My dad always stayed up. I'm going to do that. But there's so many times where I'm like, I'm so tired. So just come wake me up. So I know it's a good time. You're safe, whatever. And guys, like half of the time, she'll call me and be like, hey, um, can I have a ride home now? I'm like, what happened to your ride? And they're teenagers, so they're flaky. They don't know. Anyway, sorry, that probably wasn't very nice to say about teenagers. <laughs> the late nights, I'm having a hard time with the late nights. And I am the one setting the curfew, so I'm the one choosing it. It's a reasonable curfew. But it just, I'm ready for bed earlier than that. <laughs> so that is awesome. Late night, teenager, face palm. That's it. It's hilarious. And it trickles so, down, too. Is, we just need to give up hope that we're ever going to sleep again. You're just creating, just creating different sleep times. Yep, that's it. Yes. And when they're little, I mean, I used to put my kids to bed at like 7.30. And I'd have hours before I went to bed. You know, at least two. And now mm-hmm. that you have one that stays up later, like they're just like tiptoeing around. Like they're just puttering around. So even on weeknights where it's like not incredibly late, but there's just no, even though they're taking care of themselves, it's still just like, hovering around wait I want to tell you something I don't know it's just it's fun but it's just different nights are different now okay so that's my face palm now on to our question guys this question is I don't know man it's like intense for all of us and I'm interested to see if we all think different things about it so we are going to all give you our own advice and I don't know if it's going to agree with each other or not because that's a tough question this one's from Katie and she says It's a question about minimizing greed and entitlement in children. She says, my mother-in-law lives close to us and we see her one to two times per week. Every single time she sees my children, she brings multiple gifts, toys, clothes, and art supplies. At first, my husband and I didn't think of anything of it other than she was just being very generous. Now our kids expect it and have become very materialistic and greedy. My mother-in-law does not respect my boundaries at all and constantly undermines me. For instance... We went to the zoo recently and my kids asked to go to the gift shop. I said, we have Christmas coming up so so soon. Let's save our gifts for then. We're going to wave goodbye to the gift store. Then when I went to change the baby station in the restroom, she took them to the gift shop and bought them each something. This undermining is near constant. My husband and I have both talked to her. She was upset saying we were ungrateful and just continues to do it. I want my children to have a relationship with their grandmother, but I don't want them to be entitled and greedy. Do you have any suggestions on how I can do to reset them and work with them to become less materialistic and always putting so much worth on things? They are constantly asking for toys and throw tantrums, sometimes for an hour when I say no. My husband always talks to them about how fortunate we are that we have a loving family and friends and that things are nice, but we shouldn't place so much value on them. My children are five and three. Thanks so much. Okay. So this is a lot here. So I'm going to give my personal opinion. I'm going to pull a little bit from Janet Lansbury here and also some uh, thought work from like life coaching stuff. But so this is, this is how I see this. So Janet Lansbury always focuses on sometimes we really get focused on how other people treat our children because we're afraid that that's going to like really change their whole brain system. And so then then we start to feel fear because we can't control how other people treat our children, right? Whether it is giving them toys or not following through with our boundaries or whatever it is. 
And something that I really love that she says is that we are the primary care providers. And in the long run, how we raise them is going to be the thing that affects them the most. So that takes a lot of pressure off of when your kid sees somebody else, even if, I mean, she'll even say, even if it's like a care provider, right? It's still not as much as you. So there's kind of a release there of kind of a control of we can request from people, but in the end, we can't actually control anybody. And so all, what we can do though, is say, we know what our limits are and our boundaries are for our children. And then once we let go of that control a little bit, I think there's a lot less fear in like, ah, oh, man, I got to make so that she does this right. Um, because I, I think in the long run, however you are parenting your children is going to affect them way more than what their, what their grandmother buys for them. Um, so here's, so here's a couple things to look at. One, it sounds like you've both requested in a really beautiful way, which is key requesting things from other people doing it in a, in a respectful way is so important. And it sounds to me like you guys did that where you can say, this is, we're so grateful. We're so grateful. Um, but you know, this is, these are one of our parenting values, this concept of not, not being materialistic. And so we're wondering if we could, you know, what, what's something that would work for you? We love that you're wanting to give them things, but you know, maybe we could do every other time or, you know, I don't know. I don't even know, but it sounds like you've already done that. You've already requested. And so then the question is what happens when we request things that people don't do, right? Um, when it's another adult who we love and you said you want them to have a relationship with their grandma. So yeah, you're not going to like say like you cannot be with our children if you give them gifts, right? Um, cause you're saying it's important to you to have that relationship. So it seems to me like from a thought work standpoint, the only option here is to say, I can't control that. I can request and I can do it in a nice way and I can periodically request, right? But after that, what I can do is show my kids at home how I want us to treat things. And they will also see by maybe not as a parent obsessing over the things, right? Like, ah, she bought stuff, you know, that's putting more energy onto the things itself by saying like, I'm so obsessed that she bought this and it's such a bad thing. That is actually teaching them something too, that there's like something to be feared about getting things or to feel guilty about people giving you things or whatever. So I think kind of stepping back and saying, all I can do is really model a healthy relationship with things. And which means when we're together, I say no in a really gentle way, but I'm not going to make them feel bad about receiving gifts. And I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to choose to have this be a gift. I'm going to choose to allow whatever they receive from grandparents, which to be clear, I, the reason why I love this question is especially if you're living in a, um, depending on what your economic status is in a family, a lot of people, especially if you have parent, grandparents who are well off, this question applies to a lot of people, right? Like I don't feed my kids candy before bed, but my grandparents do, you know, like everybody has stories like this, right? And so what you can do is simply reframe it as, yeah, man, we receive a lot <laughs> from them and we're just going to enjoy receiving. And then at home, we have beautiful ways that we approach things and we're going to implement that at home. So, you know, maybe I don't buy them toys randomly and that's what I'm going to do. And in the end, what your kids can take from that is I don't have to be afraid of receiving. Like I'm not going to be like punished or have this be a bad thing that I'm receiving. Also, my, my parents are going to help me manage my stuff and they're going to set boundaries that feel good to them. And that's going to stick with them in the long run the most, I think. And um, the fourth thing is 
once we can let that go, then the cool thing is then you're just back to creating what you want and letting go of the stuff you can't control. And when, when um, she says here that they're constantly asking for toys and throwing tantrums sometimes an hour when I say no, that I think could happen whether or not you had anybody giving your children gifts. That's just if your kids are three or five, they'll get stuck on something. I remember with my first, she would literally, she would, you know, I'd do something. She would feel emotion about it for so long. I'd like, we'd get on something else and she'd still come back to it. Like it was, it was like fortitude, like I've never seen. And Hmm. so I, I'm just saying that that can happen whether or not you have, maybe you never receive anything in your life and that still could happen to you. So yeah. um, that is just part of, I think, you know, you might have kids sometimes do that. So I would not, I, I wouldn't be so focused on that is caused directly by your mother-in-law, you know? So that's mm-hmm. what I would say. I would say you're doing your best. You requested, you're setting the boundaries how you want. Don't negatively charge the whole situation because they're going to take way more negative stuff from that long-term and just enjoy the receiving and go from there. That's what I would say. What about you guys? Yeah. I just have a little um, blip of like my perception to add to also agreeing with everything you said. And that is that um, coming from a childhood of never having that or like having like just gifts and like these, like this extended family feeling like where people care about you and you're, you're special to them. Um, when I read this question, I, and this is, uh, just, let's just be raw here. This is not, I'm not giving parenting advice. Um, my first reaction was that in your response to your mother-in-law, you're actually not modeling gratitude you're literally like if if we're talking about the thing that we can do to teach our kids is to model being grateful and that's how we teach them to be grateful in your rejection of her showing her love in this way you are failing to model gratitude and that sounds really harsh (laughs) but just perhaps think about if you were to be with your energy so grateful for the way that she's showing love to your kids, would you remove that negative charge around the the relationship with the gifts? I get what you're saying, how that can feel really overwhelming with kids, especially if you're trying to, you know, focus on like, not being consumers and being more minimal and blah, 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 blah. I get all those things, but I think that maybe there's a, like, we all have these, like I'll have a time in my parenting where my kid's acting a certain way. And then I'm like, I'm trying to, with my words, tell them not to be that way, but I'm actually modeling that behavior. And so I don't know. Maybe you'll hear what I'm saying and be like, no, I'm totally being grateful about it. But just from the question, it makes me feel like perhaps you're not modeling gratitude, which is what you're, 
wanting your kids like to be is grateful for the life they have. So that's my only um, little insert. Felicia, yeah. you just blew my mind. Like something just flipped inside of me that I was like, oh my. And I'm like thinking of ways in my life that this applies. That by doing the thing that I don't want to be, like I'm being the thing that I'm actually creating it. Like entitlement is receiving something and not being grateful for it. Yes. <laughs> that like scared me. Like I'm like my, in myself. I'm not even sending this out anymore. Yeah. Like in myself. Yeah. Whoa. I know. I do that. I receive that a lot. Gratitude. Because if you're saying, I can't believe that she gave you this, you're modeling ungratefulness and then they're, therefore not, they're not going to value receiving stuff. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Okay. My mind. Yeah. Continue on. Kids are <laughs> teachers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was actually, I was thinking along the same lines as you, Felicia. I think that like, and, and I agree with what you said to, to Terlin. I love that you said that it's like, we can always communicate. I think like if we feel something with our in-laws or you know, any sort of grandparent or anybody who is in contact with our kid, I love the fact that it's like, we can always communicate boundaries or like things that we want to do. And in this case, it sounds like, you know, um, her and her husband did. And I love that. It's like, but then also we can't always control that. And if it's something that's not in my mind, damaging, you know, like it's one thing if somebody's like saying or doing something that would be, you know, like if a grandparent was saying something that even maybe they, they don't mean to, but they grew up in a different time, they say something that's maybe shameful or, you know, those kinds of things. It's like, those are a little bit more, those are harder. Cause it's like, okay, no, this is actually, I really don't feel like this is good for my kid. In this case, I'm, I'm kind of on the same page as both of you where it's like, yeah, maybe I wouldn't do that. Like I maybe won't go into the gift store and get this, like that might not be what I do or ever, you know, maybe it is accumulating a lot of stuff that I don't want my kids. I don't want to feel ungrateful, but I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I think that if anything, it could just be good for us to be like, yeah, we maybe don't do that, but almost flipping it like a mindset shift of like, but how cool that you have a grandparent who really loves you. And like, she really wants to like bring you these things. And yeah, just showing that gratitude, like almost shifting it of like, we're just going to be grateful. Like, and, and practice that with your kids of like, when she does give them the gift, when you see her, it's like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like that's, that looks like such a fun, whatever. And like almost changing it to just like every time responding in that way. Cause then it shows your kids of like, yeah, how cool is that? Grandma brings us this gift and it's something that we get to look forward to. Like how fun that they get to do that. And, um, I think almost changing the mindset shift is instead of, I think sometimes it is easy as parents. I know I feel this way. It's easy to almost like, um, for lack of a better word, like catastrophize certain things that happen. Like, it's like, man, but if my kids get this, then they, yeah, they're going to feel yeah greedy or entitled or every time they come over they're just going to expect this, which I feel like I've, I've witnessed this like a little bit with my kids. And I I've been like, man, how do I figure out, for instance, like we don't have tons of candy at my house, but whenever we go to my parents' house, they're hilarious because they have so much candy and it's just like within reach. And you know, my dad is like so cute and he like loves giving them like during Halloween, it's like candy corns and my kids ex- kind of expect it. And so like when they see him, they're like, have a treat. Do you have a treat yeah. for us? Well, and so at first I was like, yeah. And so first, and I've like talked to my dad about it, you know, like, I'm like, Hey, and my thing is, is that I'm more to the point. I don't really mind if they have candy at their house, but more, I'm like, if we're going over for dinner, I'm cool with the candy, but like, let's just do it after dinner so that, you know, so like I've done things like that. And my parents are very sweet and they're on board about, you know, they were like, yeah, yeah, we get it. Um, but I also think I've like talked to my kids and I don't know what you guys think about this. Cause this is something to some degree where I've like, 
I've been like, I don't want you to think that every time you see Papang, like, I don't want you to just expect that you're going to get candy. Like, I also just want you to, like, if he gives you one, great. But because I feel like it got to the point where, like, every time they would see him, they'd be like, you have candy, right? Like, you know, there was like almost like a Pavlov's dog situation where it's like, Papa always has treats. So like they were asking it. And I was more just like, I felt bad. I don't know. Like with my dad, I was like, I don't want them to just expect and that. And you're not a person. You're just a candy dispenser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. So I, I don't know what you guys think about this. Cause I feel like I've, I've wanted, so I, I will sometimes talk to my kids before and be like, Hey, Papa's coming over. Like we're going over. We're totally cool. But like, Maybe let's not ask him right off the bat. Like, let's just enjoy being with him. And and then, like, and because I also want him to feel like it's okay to ask for things. Like, I don't want, I don't know. So I'm trying to balance that idea of, like, similar to this situation where it's like, so I, I will, for the one, that, for my four-year-old who's a little older and can understand it, I'd be like, hey, when we see them today, um, let's not, like, let's not ask for candy right off the bat. Like, let's just enjoy being with them. We're going to have a good time. And like, eventually he is probably just going to give him candy because that's just what he does. Uh, like, it's just a fun thing. And I think he loves it. It's like part of the way of like, I think it's just his way of like showing love and affection too, on top of many other wonderful things. And so that's something that, um, yeah, like might be different the way I parent. I have communicated certain things. And I feel like I'm also trying to figure out like how to find the balance of, I don't want my kids to um, like expect things in a greedy way and like, and also be okay with just like receiving this fun thing that their grandpa wants to give them. And I'm still kind of figuring that out, but that's something that I have done is like, at least with my oldest one who can understand, I'll try to like prep it before of like, Hey, let's just, we also just want to love and show Papa that we love and being with him. And of course you do. But I think sometimes when we ask, you know, like for a treat right off the bat or always, I don't know if that always feels great. I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Well, well, what, what you're preparing and what you're teaching him is like a social interaction skill. It's not like loaded into the receipt yeah. of the candy. And you're also modeling that when you go over and you greet your parents. Like, like what you're saying is you don't want him to see him and just be like, yeah, candy. Like, I want candy now. Mm -hmm. You you want mm -hmm. him to greet him as a person, but you're not like loading the receiving of the candy with like this mm -hmm. negative charge. And so I do think for um Kate, was it Katie? Something like if if you're looking at the situation and saying, what do I want my kids to learn? Maybe it's something like, you know, later, if you do have this just like surplus of like gifts and crafts and clothes, it's like, hey, you know, there's a there's a lot of kids who don't have this abundance like we do. Do you guys want to choose a toy each out of all this new stuff grandma got you and we can take it to this uh like foster care like you know mm -hmm. like you can teach those principles around like you can teach your family principles around the situations without mm -hmm. turn and and turn it positive that's almost like what keeps coming to my mind is yeah your kids are feeling this like negative like vibe around the gifts and so they probably are, they, there is this negative charge. So how can you like take what you want them to learn about the situation, but flip it to like a positive instead of like responding negatively to your mother-in-law? Um, cause, cause her intention, it seems like is good. Even if she's not showing love the same way that you would. 
Totally. And mm-hmm. I think what I want to, I like that you said that. Cause I feel like, um, with, with the mother-in-law, like she was saying, uh, she says something in here of like, now my kids have come to expect it. Like when they see her. And so I can also see, cause again, like with my, my example that I just gave, I could also see it where it's like, man, I don't want them to just, yeah, they're just expecting this. Every time grandma comes over, I want, you know, I want them to be grateful. But again, I think by showing them that it's just like, yeah, like seeing it in a love way of like, Hey, we like, we're so grateful that grandma gives us those things. And like, we always want to show her like, instead of saying like, Oh, do you have something for me? Like we can teach them. Like, yeah, I think what you're saying is like, we're also teaching them how to respond in a social interaction of like, Hey, this is maybe a good way to go about it. Anytime someone gives us a gift, we can always express gratitude for it. Um, and like, you know, and I think again, we show that through modeling, but sometimes it might take like, depending on how old your kid, maybe you do want to like have a little, a little prep of like, this is what, it, this is what we can do when grandma comes over, you know, like whatever that looks like. And I don't know exactly when she says they've come to expect it. I don't know what that looks like, mm-hmm. but, um, that, that, that's some thoughts of how to, how to maybe go about it in a good way. I love that. Well, this turned out to be very pertinent for the season here. This yeah. question. Gift giving. So yeah. thank you, Katie. And we hope that's helpful. All right, let's find the magic. If you like what you heard today, please share this with a friend or loved one. This means so much to us and it helps the podcast continue to grow. And if this podcast has meant something to you, there are three things that you can do right now that will help us immensely. The first is to subscribe or follow us. And you can do that by going to our page, wherever you listen to podcasts. And then if you tap on the upper right-hand corner, there is usually a plus sign or a subscribe button. And just go ahead and tap that. And that will allow you to subscribe or follow us, which what this does is make sure that you never miss an episode. And it really helps us at Find the Magic. The second thing you can do is share it with a friend. So if you like what you heard, um, send it to somebody or post it on social media. This does a ton to help our podcast continue to grow and for us to be able to make more episodes. And lastly, um, if you've enjoyed being here with us on Find the Magic, we would love it if you could leave us a five-star review. Um, We read every single one of those reviews and we appreciate them so much. And we want you guys to know that we feel that you, our listeners, are our friends, and we're so grateful. Thank you so much for sticking with us on this journey. We have loved it. So let's find the magic together. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> Brown cows. <laughs>